0: I would say that it's a sunny day, but it isn't. Yeah, because all of a sudden we live in Pittsburgh. Yeah, what the GD hell? <laughs> With four times the cost of living. Right. I don't even really get any sunshine. I can't get a tan like this. I don't even look like I'm from California We're no.
1: outraged.
0: How am I supposed to be a bronze goddess in a turtleneck? Oh, spray tans it is.
1: Welcome to episode three, three zero, three thirty today.
0: Ooh, we're How bitter, the but heck you know, are... <laughs> not
1: really. Do you think you've Shouldn't become be. increasingly bitter because of me or because no, you're like
0: older and wiser? No. I think it's maybe older and wiser, but I, I definitely am not bitter. And I was laughing uh, <laughs> with my supervisor because I was telling her about uh, that episode where we went, well, I was talking Susan. and- you said, uh, yes, Susan, and you said, uh, 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 you can't believe I went through a whole program and had to deal with people and came out with, like, more understanding of the human <laughs> spirit than you, like, tried to crush it, and I was like, yeah, maybe I am getting jaded, and my supervisor was like, you are never going to be jaded. You can't, you can't even fake it.
1: Yeah, why so. is
0: that? Who knows? You think it's maybe just it's your n- fault, though. in your nature? <clears throat> yeah. Gosh. Gosh. You know, optimist.
1: You are so blessed.
0: Oh, well, you know, too blessed to be stressed over here.
1: I mean, for real.
0: Oh, man. No. Because I think, about other you know, things, if you're you know?
1: born a Tigger
0: rather uh-huh. than an
1: Eeyore, that is a real leg up that on... That is true. You know people.
0: what? You're cr- you, that is true because there is everybody has a different baseline of happiness. Yeah. And I have always thought that my baseline is higher than other people.
1: Yeah. For, sh- for sure. For sure. Yeah. 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 So that's lucky. <clears throat> I almost think it's a defect... Like that's, yeah, that's not normal,
0: but it worked out great. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of people think I'm faking it, and then they'll know me for years. <laughs> and like, oh no, not. she is like this. It's
1: it's. I don't know how we're friends. I have a funny story <laughs> for you, though. You'll love this. Okay. <clears throat> okay. So yesterday we were driving Lincoln to school, and you know how on trash day it's always fun to see like what people put out. For a pickup, you know yeah. it just—it just is.
0: I love a good roadside <laughs> or alley find. right
1: garbage picking story. Yes, um, and I'm not above garbage picking. I will
0: take it if I want it. But absolutely, yeah. hundred percent, right? Because you know, trash treasure, whatever. Alley finds are the how I decorated my entire apartment in San Francisco. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you have the time and you or you happen upon something, why not? Mm. Well. Somebody had put out a mattress, which is not unusual, of course.
0: And Yeah, but don't grab that, Seuss.
1: Well, of course. Yeah, I'm not interested in those. But (laughs) it had a sign on it. And Adam said, I think that sign said potential bed
0: bugs. (gasps) (gasps) Why would you advertise that? Sarah, I can't get over it. So okay, okay, okay. So when we drove back home, (laughs) potential because that guy's still optimistic That's what I, said. I love the
1: idea that because because uh, you know you could read it as this mattress potentially has bud bug bags or bed bugs sorry or it's that the bed bugs have potential <laughs> like i love that idea too <laughs> they could one day be really good bed bugs yeah, rise up and- <laughs> so we drove back down and sure enough, it said potential bed bugs, And we keep driving. And then I said, no, Adam, I have to get a picture of that. I have to. And so we went down, turned around. And by the time we had come back up, <gasps> the woman from inside the house had taken the sign off and went back in with it.
0: No. Like there must have
1: been a lot of gawking.
0: The, a lot of gawking. And I want to know what the conversation is going on <laughs> between the couple <laughs> Because there's definitely a conversation where she wins in the end. Where okay. she, she argued with him that we can't put the sign out. That's ridiculous. Nobody's going to take the mattress in the first ridiculous. place. Husband's like, no, what if somebody does take the mattress and then they take it home and they get bed bugs? I can't live with myself. And she's like, we got to put the sign up. We don't know. And then, you know.
1: Okay. Let me ask you this. Let's say you had a mattress and you thought there was potentially bed bugs on it.
0: Okay. If you- it's getting incinerated.
1: <laughs> incinerated.
0: A hundred percent. You wouldn't put it out on the curb? I wouldn't put it within a hundred <laughs> yards of my house. What would you do? Like. Call hazmat? Yeah, for real. Yeah. I am scared to death of those things. I shouldn't <laughs> be, but to I, death. I, I am like, oh, that freak. Because it feels like something <laughs> that <laughs> spreads like. I love my stuff too much to get rid of it. <laughs> so
1: you're fearful of the how hard they are to get rid of? Yes. Yeah. That's it. It's a nightmare. And then they spread to
0: every, and then, <gasps> this too. <laughs> I do not want to be the one to give it to somebody else. <gasps> Ooh, that would right. be my nightmare. It's like an nightmare. STD. Yeah, ex- totally. Seriously, when one time I <laughs> took... I took Bo to the dog, like the, the kennel or like like doggy daycare or whatever. Not the kennel, for goodness splash. sakes. You know, doggy daycare. Yes, yeah, flash. And uh, she had not. She had kennel cough, you know, like yeah, Bordadello, yeah, yeah. that mm-hmm. they're supposed to get the vaccine for. And she did get a vaccine, but some dogs still just get it. Yeah. And when she, I knew that she was going there with a container, like, Mm, contagious disease, yeah. even though she was on the medication and everything. And I was so terrified that I was going to get like the <laughs> call of shame of like, you need to come get your dog. And <laughs> I mean, I was, I felt so guilty all day. And I was like, I wonder if this is what mothers who have like, have to uh, uh, get rid of lice from yes. their kids feel like. And then they send them yeah. back to school and they're like, please God, please God, don't let my kid be the kid that infects everybody with lice. That's yeah, how I felt. Shameful. And I feel You're like that. So okay. right. Yes. It's mm-hmm. the shame thing. Oh. Yeah,
1: but that's how I would feel about bedbugs and why I would not put a sign on it.
0: Yeah, but like... You're putting the sign up to prevent. I I understand the intention of the sign. Absolutely. He doesn't want, and I I don't know why I assume the person who put potential bed bugs sign on the bed is a he, even though (laughs) the woman is the one. I don't know why that's how it is in my head, but I can like see them in my head. (laughs) She came out in her caftan and waltzed up and ripped that sign right off. Yeah, if she ripped it off, she didn't write that. No, she wasn't happy about it. See, husband wrote, oh my God, I, I just want to go interview them. That is a
1: classic guy thing to do where they just, they t- are trying to do the right thing. <laughs> and then now I'm talking about them on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so weird. That's so true. I don't know. And oh. who on in their right mind would take a used mattress in, from the
0: curb? I think people would, well, you never know.
1: I can understand Desperate. a used one if you knew, you know, it was clean. Remember that one time I listed that? Yep.
0: <laughs> you need to set, tell that story again right this second. I put on, <laughs> I put a used mattress on, what is
1: that? Craigslist free. So yes. it's completely free, of course. But yeah. it was a great mattress, but <laughs> somebody had. I can't. I can't do it. There was a stain on it. It was. It looked way, like someone had died on it, but it was just an innocuous stain. And yeah. there was a whole situation. I, I, I thought someone was
0: punking me or trolling yes. me, and then I took it too far. And, and sure enough, somebody really did want that mattress. And Susie's like trying to call their bluff.
1: <laughs> right?
0: She was like, "What did she say?" There
1: was a question that was ridiculous, and I was like, oh, no, except for the guy who died on it, it's perfectly
0: fine. Yes. And they were like, well, that's okay. Yes. No big deal. Like, we're fine with that. So this yes. like, what the hell? And then I think you got rid of the mattress, and then they asked for it. They were like, so am I ever getting my mattress? <laughs> and you were like, what? You really wanted that? Yeah, I thought and we were you involved, involved in you were, performance you thought you were art. Getting, you thought you were getting punked. Right. Well,
1: one way we're not getting punked is with our Ross, Rothy's shoes because they're adorable. Love them. Mm-hmm. They're really cute. I can't. You've seen them in all of my pictures. I mean, what more do you want? I wear them every day. Same. Um, they, they're so comfortable. They're so stylish. They're made out of recycled plastic, which you'd never, ever guess. And they are my
0: go-to. I'm doing a speaking presentation and I have to stand up for question mark yeah. however long and I don't want to be uncomfortable, but I want to look great. Rockies. yeah
1: and you can throw them in the wash and wash them they will come out good as new and so they're really great for cost per wear because they last forever and um they have tons of colors and they have the different styles mine are the sneakers i think sarah has the point they I do have, have the point the loafer. Um, the flat, they, they just, they're really nice. They have all different kinds. They're perfect if you work um, in an office and you want to look nice, but you want to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. Check out all the amazing styles available now at rothys.com slash braincandy. Go to rothys.com, R-O-T-H-Y-S.com slash braincandy to get your new favorite flats. Comfortable, style, Comfort, style, and sustainability. These are the shoes you've been waiting for. Head to rothys.com braincandy brain candy today. And they make them for girls too, not just women. Oh, they're so cute. So you can get some so for cute. your daughter. It's really yeah. nice.
0: Uh, me and uh, my co-therapist Kristen, shout out to Kristen. We, uh, you know, did couples therapy together, and we both are proud owners of Rothy's and would often show up wearing our magic <laughs> pair. And it looked like we were giving, like, we <laughs> just like twin, twinning as therapists. By the way, doing our couples therapy.
1: Kristen was at your graduation party, and sure was. I, you had said you guys were co-therapists, but like, mm-hmm. so all of your clients she would see as well?
0: No, it, her. Oh. We would do couples together. So it's really oh, helpful to okay. have when you work with couples or families or more than one person in the room, mm-hmm. it can be really beneficial if you work well with a therapist and, you know, uh, to have somebody else there with you, you kind of like work as a team and you don't miss anything. You have like one person who's kind of checking out one and then you can kind of go back and forth on, you know, who am I aligning with here? And you know, do what you could really, guys what?
1: do like a good cop, bad cop routine or anything?
0: Mm. Not good cop, bad cop, but I think naturally just when you have four people in the room, two people are going to become more aligned than, you know, and the people tend to pair up. So we, you can kind of feel that out and it more feels like everybody has an ally, Hmm. you know, and that's it. It's more like, but we, you switch, you know, you switch it up so that there's no like alliances. So there's no pylon. There's never
1: three against one yeah do you try not to do that yeah you know, right, unless right, right. somebody
0: really needs to be called out on
1: there <laughs> right
0: you know shit that's interesting i've never heard of that technique yeah and there are some other uh uh different like therapeutic like tech like i don't know orientations like one called the Milan system is uh you do like a, you work with like a whole team and they watch you from behind it's so unrealistic it would never actually work in like a real setting. And I don't know where they would even do this, but it's like one of the original models. And it's like six people watch behind a glass and they, you know, it's like having a team, you know, look at you and essentially it's the real world. I don't
1: know. (laughs) Yeah. And everybody else is judging from the
0: outside as you watch in. And then they come in and they make their commentary and they see, well, this is what I observed. This is what I observed. So the person who's in the room, the, the client gets like the opinion of... I don't know, six plus people. And is, apparently it gives them like a real perspective of how other people see them in the world. And maybe that helps, but I think it's just six people who could have, you know, different biases and getting to know somebody is a little better than that.
1: You made me think about, you know, we often talk about how reality TV shows need to provide aftercare and that's something really important to you in your work uh, in therapy. Yes. And I can't remember what show this was about, but I read an article that was describing some difficulties cast members had after being on a particular reality show. And, Hmm. um, you know, you always hear this line of, there's just no way to know what it's going to be like until you do it. So even Mm -hmm. if you warn somebody that this could be difficult, you're going to get a lot of social media backlash and criticism and trolls. There's just no way to sort of right. simulate it in someone's mind or help them see it more clearly and really until they walk in those shoes.
0: Mm-hmm. And so
1: that when I read that, I just thought even more about your feelings about this and how the only thing that can be done is to provide aftercare. So that's it. Right. Because you can't talk someone out of it. Nobody could have talked me out of it.
0: Right. And you know, there's something even to that. That there's a reason why you can't, I mean, it is human nature to predict the best, to to want the best outcome in the future for yourself. Mm-hmm. And for that to be what you base like all of your forward action on, mm-hmm. you know, and any like for anything towards that goal, you go, well, the goal is we wouldn't, we wouldn't have no drive if what we... Like if what we, I don't know, looked at in the future, what we predicted for the future was a negative outcome, mm-hmm. you'd move away from that. Right. So when so we, it feels like human instinct to make the bet, like right, just look at something and it. only see the good stuff.
1: Well, yeah, because like if someone were to do cost-benefit analysis before doing it, they can only do it in theory. Right. You don't realize how yes. much... Um, how many trolls you'll have, and how much criticism you'll get, and what kind of yeah. edit you'll get. There's just no way to know that.
0: And maybe the things that are the benefits that come from it, they already experience in small doses. Mm-hmm. So it's easier to say, like, yeah, I know what that feels like. Yeah. I would like more of that. But what you know, I mean- you don't know what feels like. It feels like to be edited, and um, you know, have your words vilified. But yeah, Yeah. you don't know it because you've never, ever experienced that. Mm -hmm. So one is easier to like, I don't know, latch onto if you can't even comprehend. How can you, yeah, it's impossible. I had no idea. Oh my God. (laughs) (sighs) And I think we over, um,
1: we think that the good stuff is going to be way more fun. Yeah. Then it ended up. Oh, being.
0: totally. Th- see, all of these are theories, and I bet if I were to take all of the theories mm-hmm. that we've just kind of like, yeah, I don't know, spitballed theorized, and we're on here yeah. and, and theorized, there you go, and looked up, looked into like the research studies that match what these are, because there's absolutely studies that show that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your that- expectation isn't is not going to match the reality. This is like
0: the this I mean this research writes itself.
1: <laughs> I know. It's just to me it's so obvious, but yeah. and maybe it's obvious to everyone, but there's no incentive for the production companies to provide aftercare because they've already gotten what they want and what they profit from. So really what would be in it for them apart from maybe avoiding some
0: lawsuit or something? Yeah. What is the right? Th- I mean, there's just not enough people for there to be like you know, you can't like protest this.
1: (laughs) Right, unionize.
0: (laughs) Or like unionize. You can't, it just seems like... mm, Yeah, it's kind of a lost
1: cause, but that's why your practice is going to be good because I'm sure
0: people will come to you for that very thing. Yeah, that's it. And then you know what? Production companies will start to care and maybe they'll, I don't know, who knows. That's optimistic, I like that. Let's hope that nothing bad happens and it's not like out of desperation or illegal. Like class action lawsuit or something. Well,
1: something like that. bad will happen.
0: Yes, I and, know. I'm oh, I think, think
1: I know what it was. It was a um, a British talk show. I think it's in the vein of Jerry Springer. And someone mm. had gone on and you know had it out with their family. I think it was maybe a paternity type thing or uh, yeah. something. And then they ended their life after uh, yeah. they've taped oh, God. and they canceled the show in the end. But it doesn't solve the problem.
0: Mm-hmm. of, you know,
1: ambush mm. television.
0: God, you know? yeah, it's really bad. You know, and I'm even thinking about what we've been talking about recently, like the Kenyan runners yeah. and lottery winners. Yes. And anybody who just comes into a gigantic shift of identity and like, I don't know, it doesn't even have to be financial gain, but like when you're when who you are is just whatever it is.
1: Yeah, when you're just in some sort of culture shock, financial or otherwise, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I even think about somebody who, you know, God forbid, like dove into a pool and had an accident and became a paraplegic.
1: Yeah.
0: I I could do that too. Yeah. Let's find that thing that is, let's focus on the other stuff. Mm -hmm. Make meaning. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to church right now in my mind.
1: I know. I'm so proud of you. But I mean, that's why we need people like you. It's so important. Well, thanks, Suze. Um, Another thing that we definitely need is I love talking about this too because isn't it fun to get people to try something that's completely free and will save them money? That is what Honey is. Honey is a little... Uh, it's an extender on your internet, so I have it on Oh, Chrome. I put this
0: on Landon's laptop. Isn't and it great? he doesn't even know that he's saving money, but he is. <laughs> it's
1: great. Honey is... It's, it's totally free, and it takes two clicks to put it onto your computer's browser. And then when you shop, Honey scans for coupons and stuff. So if I'm going to check out from Amazon or J.Crew or whatever, they will say, hey, there's coupon code or whatever, and they'll plug it in, and you save money. takes zero effort to install. Like I said, just two clicks. Um, and P- these are some of the things people said uh, on Twitter. I was going to spend a little over $200 on at Fashion Nova, but Honey came in, in the clutch and helped me save eighty four forty nine.
0: dollars That's so fun. Damn! Oh, my God. <laughs> I love a coupon code. It's like my favorite thing. And if you're anything like me, you've wasted countless yes hours searching and Mm -hmm. entering ones that don't work, so... There you go. Yeah, it's soft. so fun. No there's
1: time. no reason not to use Honey. It's free to use. Easy to install on your computer in just two clicks. Don't take it from us. Take it from that tweet we just heard. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash candy. That's joinhoney.com slash candy. I should like I wonder if there's a way you can see how much you've saved because I've oh, been I using t- it I'm for sure several years. So I I bet that I've saved a lot of dough.
0: Yeah, so that's yeah. Fun. Oh, um, God, that's so great.
1: Okay, so... I have something uh, I found this morning I wanted to ask your opinion yeah. about. Let me pull it oh, up.
0: I, I love when you want my opinion.
1: Oh, okay. So, you know, there's always these articles about millennials and <clears throat> generations and how they're different. And it was one of these videos where they're describing a study that was done about self, self-reporting self whether you're a good cook or not. And Oh, okay. Much, what, would you say you're a good cook? Uh, no. No, not too good?
0: Not really. Because I, my attention span is too short. Oh, you get bored. Like it's hard. No, it's hard for me to follow a recipe mm. without, like, instruct, you know. Yeah. I have to know what I'm cooking. If I know what I'm doing. You're okay. If I made it before, but... Mm -mm. And compared to my husband, uh, no, 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 no. Well, maybe you guys are a case in point because you're a millennial.
1: He's a, what would he be? Generation X. Mm -hmm. And um, this is in matching with the data, which is that boomers and Generation X are more competent in the kitchen than millennials. Um, Yeah,
0: that's for sure.
1: Millennials find it very difficult to even, you know, cook eggs correctly. They they were saying that's a (sighs) challenge for them. Would you say you experienced that?
0: First of all, cooking <laughs> eggs is the most difficult thing to cook well. I mean, I know it sounds crazy, but there is a, oh, I want to say some famous French chef. And when he hires a new, I don't know, an, another chef, a or I don't know, apprentice, whatever they call them, um, sous chef, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, He, the only test he does is he goes, here you go, cook me an egg. mm and to get the, like, to get everything, per- there's just so much that could go wrong. There's, it's w- so easy, but there's so much variation and I bet they leave it on too long or it's so easy to have overcooked eggs and ugh, they're so not good.
1: <laughs> it also said that, um, millenn- 40% of millennials didn't know what a butter knife was. What? Yeah. They couldn't identify it or a uh, garlic press. Oh my God. Okay. Well, I know what both those things are. <laughs> yeah. You're like, that's Some a little guy. much.
0: I might be a good cook.
1: And they were saying, you know, millennials eat out more. So I'm sure that contributes yeah, to their- that's it. Yeah. And I mean, you know,
0: who can blame I them? think it has to do, I'm, I'm going back to what we, when we talked about um, that TED talk I saw on being bored and switching your attentions and how that uses glucose and, you know, brain power and everything. And I wonder if maybe our attention span isn't, maybe that's it. Mm
1: -hmm. We just
0: don't have the attention span and we get sidetracked because I want to know what is the thing that makes somebody a bad cook. Like I can point to exactly what it is. I know for me, it's, I will forget, uh, either forget a step or I'll like (coughs) leave it like in too long or leave it on too long or something like that. Or Mm. I use too hot, too high of heat because I'm rushing. (laughs) So I'm not taking my time and I'm not seasoning it at each step. Like... Mm -hmm. you you know season at the beginning i'm like not using enough the only time i did use enough seasoning this is so funny i had a cold and i couldn't taste (laughs) anything and so i just kept adding stuff and then i remembered that i had a cold and i was like oh my god i bet i put so much like seasoning in here and landon tried this he was like this is delicious for the record this is the level of seasoning you need and i'm like what (laughs) I put so much in there. So clearly, I under season my food. So I can point to exactly what it is. And I think by millennials understanding what it is, like, I want to know is it that you get sidetracked and you maybe miss a step in the directions? Do you try (laughs) to get creative and substitute? With their phones. Yeah. Like, my mom was a substituter. Oh, no. Like, she would, and that made it not good. It was like, we don't have this. I know. Let's just use this. Nope nope, nope, nope. That's, nope, don't do that. And it just didn't work right. Yeah.
1: I mean, I get it. I'm just surprised you're not more of like a bad baker because baker, you know, baking, you have to be very precise. It's like chemistry.
0: Guess what? It's the total
1: opposite. This makes no sense then. I can bake like a motherfucker.
0: (laughs) Well, explain
1: that. How can you follow that recipe?
0: Well, one is a, an open flame where I have to constantly be looking and checking and it and if I don't pay attention, like that's the part where it goes wrong. Like and this the or I'll put the onions in at the same time as the bell peppers and then they cook at the same time and the onions are burnt and the be- or you know, something like that. Baking is so precise and such a science that um. I can prep, I can have everything out, I measure it, it's perfect, I know that it's basically just going to be a chemical reaction in there that's happening oh my god. You're and i know a mystery. like I, I make my own pancakes from scratch like i don't even need a recipe i can just eyeball it i know i that see that kind of stuff i got baking fine cooking oh it's the heat
1: that is so weird. must be my fear of fire <laughs> oh my god well i could probably do a raw know. diet
0: and i can cook a, a salad like a motherfucker too
1: yeah maybe you know you that's just not your thing it's fine yeah Yeah. And I'm glad you know your limits.
0: I do. You are an excellent cook.
1: Oh, that's nice of you to say.
0: Yeah. And you, the other night, people out there, Susie just whipped up a curry in like two seconds (laughs) No, and she was talking to me the whole time.
1: (laughs) I love how this is shocking to you.
0: I can't do that. That's like rub your stomach, pat your head kind of shit. Oh, wow. That we had a great chin wag. That was real fun. We sure did. That was a great night. That was one of my favorite nights at your house. Well,
1: because my family wasn't there.
0: (laughs) get out. And I had time. I could give you my full
1: attention and we could just have a proper chat. It was really nice.
0: Oh, it was lovely. We worked through some shit. Yeah, we did, didn't we? Yeah,
1: like family BS. Oh, my God. It's the best. There's no shortage of that ever. Um, Mm -hmm. I want to ask your opinion about something I saw (laughs) in the news yesterday.
0: So my sister.
1: Okay. A dog owner who died put in her will. <gasps> I Sue's I have this story to share with you. What do you think? Well, so Not just, okay. just for the listeners, so she oh. put in her will that she wanted to be buried with her dog. However, her dog is still was still alive.
0: So they euthanized And totally it. healthy. Yeah.
1: They euthanized nope. the dog and buried it with her. What
0: do you think about that? It, that's so mm. messed up. <laughs>
1: course it is
0: it's the i mean and i just think it's gross that there are because i was reading the article it says she happens to live in a state well they didn't use the word happens but she lives in a state where like euthanasia is legal in any situation what the hell kind of law is that yeah so is that an absence of a law or is that an actual law that right, says this right. is my question so is it like there's nothing that says we're not allowed to do this Right. Or is it that there's a law that says, yeah, go ahead. Anytime you want to just off your dog. Yeah. And so what? If, could you shoot the dog? Is that also legal? Or is it only if you euthanize it? Come on. <laughs> I'm mad. I'm mad. And just, then the worst was that the article started with a reference to ancient Egypt and how they would bury their, the, and I'm like, are you trying to make me okay
1: with this? Um, so that, it's funny that you say that because when I heard the story, I was thinking of the story in the Bible of King Solomon when two women mm-hmm. claimed that a baby was their each theirs and they, were, they couldn't figure out how, what to do with this kid because both women said it was their kid. And so King Solomon said he was going to cut the baby in half and they could each mm-hmm. take half. And then, of there course, the real mother said, no, don't do that to my son. And then he was heralded as this wise sage. So I'm thinking uh-huh. about that with this, uh, this dog. Like what kind of true loving owner
0: would right. kill their dog for their own dead self? This is a pure narcissist. Yeah, for sure. You know what it is? It is. Because
1: do they you think remember of pets in the book we objects. read? Yes.
0: Yes, yep, yep, yes, yes, yes. That, oh my gosh, that's exactly it. Yeah, in, the, in um, John
1: Ronson's uh-huh. uh huh, psycho, psychopath,
0: psychopath, the psychopath test, test. Yeah, yes, and he said which that, I and- don't know where that book is because I passed it around to every single person <laughs> in my program so far. We've definitely all read it, and so now it's like out there being read by who knows who. And I just was like, whatever you do, just keep passing it along because it's <laughs> okay, crazy
1: well, that book. Yeah, he talks about how. Um sociopaths or psychopaths see their animals, usually they're very loving towards their pets, but he said that they think yeah. of it as the same as like a car or another possession that they treasure,
0: but don't love in the way that you they should, right? Love because it's a reflection of them. Yes, an extension. So they'll do things, an extension of them. So they'll do things like memorialize the dog by getting it mounted or stuffed or a big portrait over there, which, you know, a lot of people do. But it's it's in a different, like, there's a different intention,
1: okay. you know? So that's what is probably at play here.
0: Like, I remember the, I remember John Ronson describing some portrait above this person's mantle where he was, like, posed yeah. next to his dogs. But it was done in a way that was, like, I don't know, like... I, I think the way he treated the dog and then how he posed next to it didn't match, you mm-hmm. know, which is kind of like what's happening here. Yeah. And it, it makes just no makes sense. you, as a person who loves animals, you're like, mm, something doesn't feel right about this. Yeah.
1: Because love, love would never kill.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It makes no oh, sense. Speaking of dog and, not, and doing messed up things to dogs, I just, uh, to add this to the story, um, I just saw on like an MTV article, one of the... Girls from Teen Mom. Oh yeah, Janelle. She went on Hawaii. Went to Hawaii and left her Great Dane like in this.
1: Oh, this is a different story.
0: This cage for a week. Oh my! And was like, oh, people are feeding it, and I can't believe it. And animal control ended up coming and seizing the dog. And she said it was because there were there were tornadoes coming, and it was for the dog's safety. No. And then they had pictures of what this cage looked like, and it's a Great Dane. And there the dog was in there for like more than five days and there nobody was there cleaning up after it. So you can imagine what a Yikes. eight by four foot kennel. That's terrible. Terrible. I can't even leave my dogs at home <laughs> yeah, right. for more than five I mean <laughs> come the on. Right. Like forget it. Or outside, they no. No, 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 well, no. Well I'll no,
1: tell you no. what's not terrible and that's open fit, Sarah. Definitely
0: not terrible.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and and you know what? Healthy. Maybe you have
0: one of those cute little dogs, if your dog is like mine, that when you do yoga will come and like kind of do yoga with you.
1: That's real cute. I, do, I don't I do have a sure dog does. that does that, but I do have a son that does that. Oh, I, I adorable. do. Think it's fun. Yeah, and it's just, it is good to do with as a family because that's a great lesson. Um, OpenFit makes it so easy too because it's like the Netflix of workout videos. You can do a- any kind that you want. Um, they have the extend bar uh, which is a worldwide sensation and you know instead of going to one of those bar gyms that are super expensive and you need all that equipment you can just go on and watch the video and do the stuff right in your house or wherever you are from your tablet or your phone or your computer um, and you can get strong with us. OpenFit has changed the way we work out. And with our code Candy, you can join us on a fitness journey personalized just for you. Again, use our code BRAINCANDY and start using OpenFit for your journey to a healthier life. Right now, during the OpenFit 30-Day Challenge, our listeners get a special extended 30-day free trial membership to OpenFit where you can lose up to 15 pounds in 30 days. When you text Candy to 303030, you'll get full access to OpenFit, all the workouts and nutrition information totally free. Again, just text Candy to 303030. Standard message and data rates
0: may apply. Got that? Yeah, man.
1: Oh yeah, that oh. dog
0: story is bonkers. I'm in. Summer is going to be my summer of getting fit. Yeah. That's a. What, are, you, what are your goals? Fit. Uh Oh. Oh my gosh. I have a big goal, Susie. Oh my God. The girls from my cohort and I uh, signed up to a year from now. Oh no. Do a half marathon that's in solving in wine country, and you run to the finish line that's a, a wine tasting. I'll be waiting at the finish line. That's what I figured you would do. <laughs> Are you excited like, about this? I am. I'm excited because I love doing something like that with a bunch of people who will help keep you accountable. And, you know, I need a goal. Are these
1: important. women um, generally runners?
0: One of them just did it this year. Okay. And it was like, you have to do it with us. And it's not difficult to do 13 miles, believe it or not. No, no. I, once, that is Once false. you can get five, once you get five down, you, the rest is like, it's really just making sure your feet are comfortable and you don't get blisters. And that's it. I can. I think.
1: This is not even a question. I have never in my life run five miles. I, wow. Not one time. Wow. And I never will. <laughs>
0: There you go. You know what?
1: It's Other like you. I know to, my limits. Has different
0: goals. You know your limits. There you go. <laughs> everybody does. That's cool, though. I'm happy for you if yeah. that makes you happy. Yeah, you know, I thought I'd do it. And plus, you know, running, when I ran for a bit, I was in such good shape. I had slept so well. No. I was running more than five miles for a bit there. Real braggy about it in those days. Were my you? My Nike run. Oh, it was when Landon and I were not <laughs> together. And oh, yeah. I was like a single lady, and you bet (laughs) I took, like, screenshots of all those, like, post my route, like... Oh, my God. You you were one of those people? Totally. Oh, come on. Yes. What is that about when people do that? Just bragging or... Well, maybe just... They're excited about the accomplishment. You know, I think it goes back to uh, excited about the accomplishment, and I was listening to the episode that we we did a a couple weeks ago about... um, Uh, you know, like your identity and what your family thinks of you and how that could be different than what other people think of you and how when when you really want something to, when you really want to identify as like uh, I'm a runner or I'm fit or I'm whatever it is, then Mm -hmm. those are the things that we want to advertise to the world. So I was in a place where I really wanted to redefine myself as somebody who was physically fit and cared about, you know, staying active yeah and okay so i made so you're sure signaling. to post all that yeah i probably didn't post the like pizza and ice cream that i was eating
1: <laughs> well which
0: i will proudly post now well
1: yeah you're allowed to do both right
0: yeah totally yeah, it's all yeah, about balance yeah, yeah, yeah. i had a delicious ice cream sandwich last night for dessert it was amazing what kind Oh, my God, Trader Joe's has these ice cream sandwiches. I had the gals over from my cohort to just, like, take some uh, pictures for our paperwork. And we have to, like, get passport photos and everything. And uh, I do not like getting passport photos at those hour photo places and everything, like Walgreens, CVS, whatevs. Let them write me angry letters because they never – the lighting's never good. They never do a good job. And so I'm like, I'll take them. I'll pop them into a little, you know, like – smooth out your face, little app, and then you'll have beautiful photos forever. Because if it's going to go on important documentation,
1: it needs to look good. Oh my God. I couldn't agree more, obviously. Right. So
0: yes. What was my point of that? I had the gals over and, oh yes. So I bought ice cream sandwiches and then they, uh, you know, left a little bit early and didn't, we're like, oh, I'm going to go have dinner with my family. And one of the other gals was going and doing a Food tasting for her wedding, so she's not going to have an ice cream sandwich before. And uh, so I enjoyed them all myself. Yum. So good. I highly recommend Trader Joe's Ice Cream Sandwiches. When was the last time you even had an ice cream sandwich, Susie?
1: Mm, it's been a while, but I love like them.
0: Like with the cookies?
1: I love them. And
0: the ice cream and then rolled in chocolate chips on the outside? Oh, wow. That's like a...
1: Those have a different name. What are those called? Dilly Bar? No, I not don't, Dilly Bar. Oh,
0: Something. who knows?
1: But I used to love those babies. Right?
0: Oh, I'm making everybody hungry right now. Trader Joe's should be our sponsor just for that. Sounds like I'm sponsoring them.
1: This year after um, we sang happy birthday to Lincoln on his birthday, um, he just got real excited and uh, Adam was holding the... The cake in front of him, and then something happened, and that thing went tumbling <gasps> down.
0: <laughs> <gasps> no, it did. Oh my god! I can't believe you waited this long to tell me this story. <laughs> when I say, "Hey, how was his birthday?" W- wow, we definitely that remember been the different first things. Story, right? I know. Well, his cake fell. So what happened? Was it like something out of a, a Tide commercial where I, it goes <laughs> in slow motion?
1: <laughs> kind of. And I knew that when I knew immediately that he was going to mirror my response. Mm.
0: So. So, you're so good at that, Susie. It's just like,
1: oh my gosh, this is awesome. Let me, awesome. Let me give a picture. And so we just had a laugh, and it wasn't ruined. It just was like the top bit. Oh
0: my God, you're so that that is awesome parenting. Thank you. That's so Dude. nice of you to say? No, that really is because
1: it could my have been instinct a tragedy. In that moment
0: was would be to like look to him and then you have to be, oh, didn't know that in that split second. There's a lesson for all the parents out there. <laughs> well, maybe some kids wouldn't
1: have been like that. But for him, I knew that if I were upset or sad or gave him the permission to be, then he would have done that. And so I was just like, let's just laugh about this.
0: <sighs> yeah. Whatever.
1: It was cute. Um, but, yeah, you yes. just reminded me. I. I could go for one of those ice cream bars.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, everything that you're saying is so, I was reading a, a, a book, like a, a therapy book, and they were talking about parenting and how really, like we were t- saying, I say over and over, the problem is never the problem. It's our reaction to the problem that's mm-hmm. the problem. Mm-hmm. And they gave three examples of parenting of a, a kid spilling milk, like in the morning right before school. And like how, what are three different ways to react to that? And the last one, which is like the optimal one, is exactly what you did of like, oh my gosh, isn't it funny how milk spills sometimes and like blah, 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 blah. and like, you know, make a little story out of it or joke out of it and like, hope this doesn't happen tomorrow and like, looks like I'm going to be more careful taking the milk out. Like, you know,
1: and it's you just do
0: that intrinsically and I just think that's so beautiful.
1: That's really nice of you to say, but it does become a problem though when the milk does get spilled each day. And you keep saying, "I told you to be careful." That's when I get annoyed. When it's a pattern rather than just like a random accident.
0: Oh yeah, when there's a pattern. Yeah, because they're not learning
1: to be more careful. You're right.
0: (laughs) And so sometimes, and I know this is going to sound, and I have, I don't know what the data is to back this up, but sometimes I wonder about that being shame, the role of shame. And how there is a little bit of that being important, like a little bit, not to obviously shame your, no, child, for sure, but that little feeling of like oh i I'm going to let somebody down, or or you know like I'm thinking about we had talked a long time ago on this show about uh kids who, after a certain age where it's like not appropriate for them to be forgetting this, forget to flush the toilet, and right. how that's not a good sign, and how maybe kind of embarrassing them about that a little bit, you know, not to other people, of course, might be the thing that they need because they're like too, they're not experiencing that feeling of shame and like embarrassment or or wanting to do the greater good.
1: That's how people become those farting families
0: because there's no
1: shame. Mm. You have to have a touch of it where it's just like, well, that's gross and that's not okay for this room or
0: this time. And even though it feels uncomfortable, like we know that these emo that emotions serve a purpose, right. <laughs> so we can't just shut them all out and mm-hmm. say, "Well, I don't want to feel sadness. I don't want to feel shame. I don't want to feel whatever." Because there's got there is some, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something that, some that I here.
1: for sure have felt shame about, and I think a lot of people can relate is bad skin.
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely! I, was I have just Ugh. thinking
1: about this the other day. How strange it is that, that we experience shame about things we can't help, but we do. And
0: yeah, that's
1: how I was. Or anytime I have a blemish, I have that same feeling of like, oh, I hate this feeling. But yeah. I do use BioClarity now, and it has improved my skin dramatically. I'm so grateful for it. Anybody that has problem skin knows what that feels like. It's not fun. And they have a three-step program. I use the Clear Skin Routine, which helps with breakouts and any kind of breakout-prone skin. It soothes you, but it's also effective in fighting those spots. And I just love it. So their products are 100% vegan, cruelty-free, all of that. Good stuff, and you can get healthier, more radiant skin by going to bioclarity.com. And right now, for our listeners, you will save 40% on skincare routine plus, additional 15% off everything on their website. Woo. It's an incredible deal, but you need to enter our code BRAINCANDY at checkout. Go to bioclarity.com and get 40% off skincare routines plus, an additional 15% off everything on their website when you use our code BRAINCANDY at checkout. I had a gal just send me a message the other day on Instagram, and she said, I finally broke down and ordered BioClarity and I'm so glad <laughs> uh, I did and I think that's so funny that I've been like badgering people and finally they're God, like fine.
0: Yes, I'll do it. Yeah. And then they all are like, "Oh, this is really lovely." Well, and it's so I've affordable. never used a product so consistent like I've been using it for like 3 or 4 years now. <laughs> know, me too. And never changed. And now I can't remember now, knock on wood the last time I had a a you know, breakout. But uh also, now that it's summer I start using this on my butt bumps, and they're all going away because it gets great. hotter. Oh, my God. it's the same thing. When it gets hotter, it gets sweatier, and there's more bacteria, and I'm wearing leggings, like, for, you know, working out and, like, you know, in my fit summer. And uh, so, you know, sometimes you just like just like your face. And so I just put the number two step right on there, and it's great. Right on your tushy. That's so right good. Right on my tushy. Or I guess the number three, the salicylic acid one. I love it. That's great. Yeah. See, just listen to us. Jeez, what do we have to do around here? Yeah. Um, Acne, back knee, chest knee, butt
1: knee. (laughs) Or I guess it would
0: be high knee.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. Wow. I'm impressed with that. Mm, Good work, Sarah. (laughs) Uh, I was talking to my mom the other day about... Um, this family, you know how people have YouTube channels and it's basically just about their family and
0: yep, kids and sure stuff. It
1: and you know, it's how you make your living if you're one of these people. But she was saying this particular family that she knew who was, she called it, Making a fortune on who knows what that even means. (laughs) It could be anything. It it could be a hundred thousand. It could be a hundred million. It could be ten thousand. You don't know what she means by a fortune. But um, (laughs) so funny. They uh, broke up. The family got a divorce, and I thought that was such a thing I never thought about. I didn't think about that. Ooh, what in the heck do you do if your family is the very thing that you monetize? Wow. Like if we broke up, Sarah. Man.
0: Oh, don't even put those <laughs> words into the universe. It's impossible. This is till death do us part situation. <laughs> it's really like a blood, 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 What like packed, like, like, I don't know, some sort of life sentence you get. <laughs> it may be even pass. then. We'll be ghosts together. That's how it yes, works. Oh, that'll right. be so fun to haunt people. You and me. Oh my God.
1: Oh my be God. Great. For sure. If I have the <laughs> opportunity, I will definitely be haunting people.
0: Yeah. That, right? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Then we could be like those, the, the guys from the balcony at Staten and, and <laughs> in the Waldorf afterlife. and in the afterlife. And it would be hilarious. Okay. Watch, then I get real bitter. Anywho. Uh, <laughs> yes. I don't even remember what we we're talking Just about.
1: Just If you were to break up with me or oh, if right, right, right. we were married and we had a YouTube channel, how weird is that? That then not only do you lose your okay. your partner, yes. but you lose your income. Now,
0: here's my question. Yeah. So there uh, is this great uh, research center for couples, uh, like relationships, called the Gottman Institute. That's this husband and wife, and who have been at it for years. And I think they're the ones who created the love languages uh, thing, actually. Mm -hmm. And they are able to predict with 98% accuracy whether a couple will get divorced Mm -hmm. with only watching them for like... Twenty minutes. Yeah, and They're I'm legendary. wondering if yeah, right. Yeah. So I'm wondering if the signs of like mm, trouble on the horizon were there. Oh, 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 and I would be really interested to go back and watch some of the videos that had some of the husband and wife interacting and see to if see if, if you saw any resentment. of this. Yep, maybe some stonewalling, maybe some, you know, because I'm watching The Real Housewives of uh, uh, Beverly Hills right now. Mm -hmm. And there is a gal on there named Teddy, and she talks to her husband. Oh, she puts him down all the time, but they don't sound like put-downs. They're very subtle. It's like they both do it, and, like, they were all... Uh, he, they were all out, this friend group, you know, one night. And the husband says, like, nobody actually wants to marry, like, the Playboy playmate that you want to bang. And, like, that's not the person you want to marry. And, like, just little things like that that's essentially saying, like, my wife isn't hot enough for me right, to think Right, she's, she's Jackie like, O, like,
1: she's not Marilyn yeah, Monroe.
0: Totally. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, little things that just over and over when you add them up, I'm like, they're doomed. They're definitely getting divorced. And now I think they are divorced.
1: Oh...
0: Which is so it's sad, but you know, somebody the, the writing said, was on the wall.
1: In addition to these actually scientific ways to determine this, that you can usually tell by someone's uh, landscaping, like when they stop caring
0: about their yard. Oh my God! That there's usually trouble at home. Hmm? Are we talking about actual landscaping or the bush <laughs> that's uh- the, their their yard? <laughs> Yeah. You know,
1: when their yard's overgrown or like they don't pull their weeds. I didn't know if this was a euphemism. (laughs) It's probably both. uh, Like, let's face it.
0: You know, it's one way or the other. Either you really love them and you just don't care anymore because it's like, right, right, right. right. Or, you know, I'm kind of at that point.
1: Yeah, right. But our yard looks
0: amazing. So we're good.
1: (laughs) Right. I think that's probably true though. Because if your marriage is falling apart, you're probably less inclined to pull weeds. Definitely,
0: Makes and sense. it's like a—I don't know—a like love grows here, like life finds love a way in you know, nature
1: here. That's really funny.
0: You know, I feel like that would be on a sticker.
1: Um, we got some some mail from listeners here.
0: <gasps> Ooh, mail time! Mail time! Mail time!
1: Okay, Natalie Nelson sent in words of appreciation. Saying oh. that the show has helped her deal with some issues and personal struggles, which I think is really nice of her to say.
0: Natalie, yes. I'm so glad we could be there in spirit and, and in she voice. She
1: requests that we look forward to, or she looks forward to when we talk about our childhoods, experiences growing up, and mental health. Oh.
0: Oh man. You know, sometimes I think I'm just a blabbermouth and I talk too much and I'm an oversharer. And then I hear things like this and I'm like, you know, no, we got to talk about the real stuff because it makes people feel connected.
1: It's really nice. I hear that a lot that people maybe are going through a tough time and they just want to just escape and enjoy some laughs and learn some stuff. And I feel really honored that they include us.
0: Yes, thank you. Well, I will talk about my childhood. All <laughs> yeah, you want. coming
1: right up. Um, yes. An anonymous listener sent in a suggestion, uh, but she doesn't want us to use her name. She said okay. uh, her eight year old daughter has been asking to be a boy since she was three. She does hmm. stereotypical boy activities, had her hair cut short, and gets excited when people mistake her for a boy. She asks, mm-hmm. Uh, I'm curious your thoughts on moving forward. Do we begin using male pronouns? She has not asked us to do that. I've never wanted to push her one way or the other, and I'm still thinking she may outgrow it based on what friends have told me about their own experience. What are your thoughts? Mm-hmm. And this is just our opinions as people, not as therapists or anything like that. Yes. Yeah.
0: Oh. You know, I think I think you, you can play into, I think the most important thing is to not... Like, shame them or tell them no in whatever they're thinking. I mean, if if a little kid came downstairs and was like, I'm a dinosaur, and they're five, then we'd be like, oh, you're the scariest dinosaur, don't eat me. You know, so if they come downstairs and they're like, I'm a boy, you go, oh, well, how is he this morning? You know, like, I think it's okay to. To cater to that. It's not doing any harm. It is doing harm if you say, no, you're not. And say, you know, could you imagine if your child came downstairs and was like, I'm a dinosaur? And you're like, no, you're not. And I understand. I'm not downplaying uh, identity or... I'm not saying that who you are and your your gender alignment is the same as being a dinosaur, for goodness sakes. But I'm just saying that it's why why, you know, rain on their parade. So I would probably use yeah. whatever they wanted me. And then I think the most, it's always good with kids to just ask things. Well, what do you think this is? What mm-hmm. do you think da. And sometimes you, you learn more.
1: Yeah. They have a lot of insight. Kinda,
0: yes. And then you can kind of see like, well, what is, what does this mean to them? You know?
1: Yeah. Well, and what this, does it and mean like, to be that? Okay. This is an example. This is not the same at all, but It's in the same category where kids don't always mean what you think they mean. Correct. So Lincoln and I were watching that show Minute to Win It, which is so fun on Netflix. It's basically like drinking games, but for a game show, you know, where (laughs) you like what's red solo cups and things like that. And uh, there was a guy competing and he was, um, you know, just like a tall, thin, black guy, good looking, uh, wearing like athletic stuff. And mm-hmm. so Lincoln said, that guy looks like he could be a basketball player.
0: Mm-hmm. And I
1: said, what, what do you think it is about him that makes it look like he might be a good basketball player? Because I good wasn't sure if question. he meant skin color, mm-hmm. body type, skill. And he was like, mm-hmm. well, he looks tall. And you know how basketball players are usually tall. And Love I it. said, yeah, that's true. That, that comes in handy when you play basketball. And then he said... And he has, and I thought he was going to say brown skin or something, mm-hmm, but he said mm-hmm. he's bald and basketball players are bald a lot. And oh, that had nothing to do with race at absolutely all. Absolutely <laughs> nothing at all. But my instinct was that. that he was definitely referring to his race, but he absolutely wasn't. And so sometimes I, oh, you man. think you know what your kid is getting at and they're not.
0: <laughs> I can't wait for the day where we don't clap, like... It just becomes, like, like that we see, like Lincoln. Mm-hmm. You know? know, you can't just say said... I don't see like yeah. race because yeah. that's not a thing, and I would never want to devalue culture and identity and all that. Oh yeah, but it's just like no. Cause he's tall. And like that's it. it's and almost like he
1: sees he probably each, has long arms. Yeah, each feature is yeah uh, equal in weight to him. So he might and yeah, in value, yes, bring up uh. Uh, this shade of one's skin. But it's in the same way that you'd say someone's tall or short or you know, like
0: he would say, well, she is more likely to get sunburned. Like looking at <laughs> yeah. me, like that, like just the facts, yeah. you know. It's just not true. The, not like uh, she's more likely to, you know earn more than somebody else, which unfortunately.
1: I had a um, family member that transitioned from female to male and Mm -hmm. I knew her since she, or I knew him since he was seven. And then, you know, these same signs that this listener is describing were there And then they increased over time, and then when puberty hit, then that's when um, he decided to transition, and it just Mm -hmm. was a natural progression. So these things will play out how they are going to play out. But, yeah, it's just sort of go
0: with the flow. And there are tons of books out there that talk about this and, you know, stories about gender fluidity and and just, you know, maybe not even attaching a label to it is you know, my aunt, I was really proud of her. She, uh, went to her nephew's, I guess, is it her nephew or maybe her grandson, something like that. Um, but his, uh, presentation at school and like a book report that they were doing and he's in, or some big report they were doing and he's in junior high, I think, or high school. And there was a gender non-conforming, uh, person who I just identified as they, and she was kind of asking me like, "Okay, so do I say him? Do I say her? Do I?" And I said, like, "Well, what did they say?" She said, "Well, nothing. They didn't didn't say anything." And I said, "Well, it's always safe to go they, their, them, you know, or theirs." And it was interesting to kind of see her have to think about how you'd use that in a sentence. Yeah,
1: it takes practice. Because it wasn't,
0: it does take practice and it's yeah. not something that we naturally do. And maybe if we did that more when we were talking a, a episode or two ago about how I can always tell the gender of who you know, certain people are talking to on the phone, yeah. that maybe if we adapted more yeah. of this non-gendered language, yeah, for sure. that we would start talking to everybody the same.
1: Right. And I, I do, I almost wish that we just use they and them across the board for everyone. And that way we'd get in the habit, but it is, it is definitely something that takes practice and gets, you can get confused, but just correct
0: yourself and carry on. Yeah. Yeah. That's how we, that's how we got
1: to live. Right.
0: Yeah. But what a good mom who's like, you know, caring and (laughs) educating herself and like, uh, you know, for sure, and, on the and, up just, and
1: up. yeah, just pay, just being aware of it. And here's the thing, though: this is a uh, daughter who's taking on some masculine traits. However, mm-hmm. I think it's a lot more difficult when it's a boy who mm-hmm. has feminine traits. I think there's yeah. way more shame, especially from the dads and anyone who's in religion and things like that. Um, that can get real tricky because we yeah, we give sure girls permission to take on masculine traits because we value men. Um, Mm -hmm. But we don't really give boys permission to take on girls' traits as as much.
0: That's totally true. But I wish they did. I always joke that
1: Lincoln's going to have to pray the straightaway. (laughs) 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 Is that offensive? Should I stop saying that? I just think it's a funny uh, flipping of the script.
0: Yeah. I don't know if it's offensive. Yeah, probably is. I think it's important to flip the script, too. That's why I'm always so mad at white people. <laughs>
1: Somebody wrote on our our Facebook group that she was like, "Sorry if like this is offensive, but what's with Susie and Sarah always talking about white straight men?" Well, and you know what? I was just <laughs> thinking about
0: this this morning. I was like, you know, white women, we're not doing that so good. Oh, we so great worst. either. We're we're actually though I was. Literally having this conversation with myself this morning as I was washing dishes, I was like, you know, they at least say out loud, <laughs> yeah. like, and we just vote and then lie about we it. We wrote, like, well,
1: we're voting against our interests, not us. It's it, just white dumb.
0: Yeah, right. So that's why I have to be really loud, and you know, I just have to go on tirades. And I'm, pro- I absolutely probably am offensive in some ways, like you know there's a great episode of broad city where you know she's talking about one of the characters on there who is like so outspoken against anything that has to do with like cultural issues and stuff like that and You know, she was saying something, and her friend says, sometimes you're, like, so not racist, it comes off as a little racist. (laughs) That that can happen when you, like, overcorrect. Sometimes I probably fall into that category because I'm, Uh, like, all the time. I'm sure I do. Sometimes when I listen to us, I'm, like, we're insufferable. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) We're the worst. Probably, yeah. But, fuck, we're trying, man. I'm trying, and, you know, I just got to, like just I got we got a lot of work to do and a lot of so you know to leave us a five-star review and zip it yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) all right people we gotta go we'll see you next time all right bye guys This podcast is brought to you by Weave Podcast Network. Check out all of our shows, including the Brain Candy Podcast, I Don't Get It, Coffee Convos, and Let's Talk About It.